Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 27th of December. We're two days away from Christmas on one side, and we're still a few days away from the new year on the other side. So we're right in the middle in that kind of fishy comfort zone of still quiet, still no traffic, still people not really back at work yet and families getting time to spend time together. So it's really kind of a great time to just assess and reassess and and just have the time to do it. And some people are saying to me, gosh, you know, I don't know what to do with my time. Well, enjoy it, reassess, and and plan your year. So today I got a question, and it's a befitting question for this time of year, and it's from Christopher Sudbury, and he says, good morning, Nadia, question. Is the Jesus Christ in OOT, Origins of Truth, the uh, middle book of the books I wrote, the same Jesus Christ in the New Testament story? What about the rest of the people in the New Testament story? Mary, Joseph, John the Baptist, and his followers, and the 12 disciples. Jesus does not mention them in OTP. It's OOT, Origins of Truth. Why Christ distanced himself from them? Well, so many questions in there. But Jesus is Jesus is Jesus, right? And he called himself Christ to me and told me his name here was Jesus. It was Jesus Christ. Although when I saw him and he told me he was Christ, I didn't recognize right away that they were one and the same because I was never schooled in um, the Christian religion, obviously, because we just weren't Christian. But the bigger deal in that and the rest of the people, it's like I'm not a history book. What he tells me is all I know. But he did mention that I am not here to repeat the Bible because the Bible's already here. I don't need, we don't need a parakeet for the Bible. What we do need is a way to manage ourselves in this time of history. The people, and, and because I asked this morning, because I, I just saw the question like 20 after 5, if you could imagine, maybe sooner, a few minutes sooner than that. The helpers, the confidence, the teachers of that time were for him here when he was a human being. That was a long time ago. Circumstances were different. Life was different. People were different. And yet they were the same. And then they were all different again. There's some of them I saw in angel form or he told me about. Joseph was one that was with, with, he's part of the team. And the 12 disciples, it's like, I'm not here to repeat. Apparently, I'm not here to repeat because I'm learning as I go and as I grow to repeat history. That has been one of the issues of our time now. 
it's not that the stories aren't tried and true or there aren't lessons from them. Because remember, one of the very first things he said to me was, I am not perfect, but I am pure. And in that time, he did not, well, he would have known, the people around him didn't know that they were going to be written about or people would know about them or that their job at that time would be the legends and the stories of our time. And even Christianity, when he died, did not exist as Christianity, Christ, Christian, Christianity. It did not exist at that time. It, it became an existence later on. So when you say something like, why doesn't he mention them? Or why did Christ distance himself from them? That's an assumption that he distanced himself from them. The goal with the books, as far as I know, from what I've seen it, how it helped people, was that if he were to go all the way into the Christian ideology of how to live and what was right and what was wrong and how we're so bad as people and we should be punished and we never think of God and we have this negative, 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 Christ did not go there at all. He is an angel of love. Every single thing that has come through me from him was truth, love, and purity. Truth, love, and purity over and over and over and over again. So apparently... In our lifetimes, by the time I got born and had to learn and had to do and had to, and all this preparation that I didn't even know was preparation, but I knew something was going on because I was like, wait a minute, I don't want to be like them over there. Why am I different over here? And I couldn't figure it out, and it bugged the heck out of me for years. but I knew something was going to happen when I was 40. So we're not that far away from our dreams. We just don't know what they are sometimes. But did he distance himself? No. He's a soul. And that soul came to my soul to say, hey, we've got a job to do. We need to get certain information to people at this time in history. He didn't bring the whole group, but some of them. Because in this time, and this is something that literally, and it's a great timing on the question, I thought about yesterday while I was on the treadmill at the gym. Because it's really cold now. I know it sounds weird to say that about California, but no, it's cold and the wind is cold, so I'm indoors doing my walk. But the thought because when I'm indoors, I can't talk, because can you imagine me talking to myself (laughs) on the treadmill in the gym? That would be the treat. But putting that aside, I really realized that the part of the story that I 
feel compelled to continuously not hide, but not jump into. It's talking about Christ, mentioning Christ. I put out everything he says. I do the radio. The only thing we charge for is the class, and that's only like 100 bucks compared to a lot of the programs we've seen. But it's all Christ. So I'm not here to repeat the Bible, which is why I think, because I don't know what's coming. He doesn't talk about the biblical sense or what happened then. There were a few mentions here and there, a little sprinklings. But you have to remember something, that I didn't know anything about anything when it came to religion other than the Arabic tradition. Even about my own religion, I was never schooled in it. I knew my culture. I knew what my culture expected. And a lot of it scared me. And then I found out it was taking religion and creating a version of everything we can't do and very few things that we can do. And it created a community of people who had to hide half of their lives so that nobody would know that they weren't perfect. So if as clean of a slate as I could have been when I saw Christ, he made it very clear to me, very clear. So I will never believe anybody on earth who tells me they are Christ. Because Christ is Christ. I am not Christ, meaning I myself am not Christ. However, he comes through me in speech and in writing. I do get to see him once in a while. Because once that portal is open, it's open. And I want you to think about how precise Christ is, that he didn't tell me when I first saw him that I would write books. He, I wrote them, but he didn't tell me I would write them. He said to me very clearly, and it didn't even hit me until this year, he said, you will author books. And he's right. I did author books. They were about my life in the beginning, but they were using my life as a way to teach the lessons, just like his life was used to teach the lessons, the experiences that he had at that time. So I don't know why he didn't mention them, why he didn't rewrite the Bible through me so that people will believe me or not, or even why, in your point of view, he distanced himself from them, which he doesn't do that, but it sounds, that just sounds like it's a, um, a dig in some way, even though you may not have meant it that way, because distancing yourself from someone's always because someone isn't good, and I know that definitely that wasn't the thought. I never felt any kind of human, either negative or patronizing or anything that comes with a, oh, feeling ever. Never 
never, 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 ever. So I can only share with you what I know. And what I know has given me a life that I was always searching for. And that's my own inner peace about life. Because once we get to that, that's why I tell people, use the knowledge. Don't just know it. Don't collect it and put it in a box and then complain about everything in the world that isn't working. Because that was a big red flag for me with him. Because I would be going, but Christ, this needs you and this needs you. And keep on going. Just do this. Because while you're doing this, they're not watching you. And you will not do what you need to do because you can't do both. You can't be the world's policeman, moral police. But I can. I can share the message. So going back to the treadmill yesterday, I thought to myself, the one thing, and I know Christ is patient, very, that. I don't want to talk about is him per se straight because all of the naysayers and all of their baggage coming at me just flat out gives me a headache. I mean, I, I, why would anyone want to deal with everyone else's angst? I definitely don't want to. I tried to, and it wore me out. So Christ had to grow me to a place of knowing how to deal with that and to know what not to deal with so that I can continue doing this work. And at the end of the day, no matter who we've hired, no matter who's helping me get the message out, no matter, no matter, it all goes back to Christ. And I have to tell people about him. I am not a life coach. I am not a therapist. I am a person on earth who reminds us that it's possible that God can share through us. Even though we know that, my life is apparently an example, not the only one that Christ can speak through. And that God speaks to us all the time through each other. And that powerful statement and feeling is in every single one of us. It's in you, it's in me, it's in everybody I've ever looked at. I don't care how off the rails they are. And in the last week, I had to deal with a person who is paranoid, schizophrenic, And they are completely out of their mind. And a part of them makes sense. And they know that it makes sense. But they can't handle the sense it makes. And they go right back into that world of complete fear, doubt, worry. And it's like being taken over by an entity that fights that soul for itself. It's unbelievable to witness it, but there was a reason why I did. 
and it shook me all the way inside that that can exist on our earth, that anyone would have to bear that burden here. But for some reason, that soul came here to do that and to be around the people they are, to bring out whatever they needed to. But in those times, I have to trust God's plan. A lot of us only trust God's plan when it fits what we want it to fit in our mind. And if it doesn't, then we don't believe that person, that religion, that story, that thing, whatever. But that's why Christ told me to walk and talk, don't stop at every port. And that's the one thing I'm trying to do. It's hard. It's hard because I have to go and tell people the story from the beginning and then go and tell another group of people and another group of people. Taking it this far and this deep is what I naturally want to do because the more I learn, the more I want to share what I'm learning today, even though the people who are hearing the story for the first time are not ready for that, which was the whole point behind the classes was to just mimic how he taught me. And the classes aren't easy. They bring up a lot of stuff. I feel like they go into our attics, our own personal attics, and clean them out. But for me, it's not about how many people take it. For me, it's about the fact that it's done. Everything I do, everything I invest in to do, I do to leave it behind because there's going to be a day where I don't have time to do that. Because going back to my treadmill yesterday, and this hasn't happened to me, I don't know, maybe four or five years, I started seeing those visions again. And the one I saw was that my time is where my time is going. And I was like, oh, wow, here I come. And then I go, why did you wait till I was older? I get tired in the middle of the afternoons now. (laughs) And I was joking about it. But it took this long to ripen me even to this point. And I am sure, because with Christ, the learning doesn't stop. It's not like you get to know 10 things and then you live your life by them. This is what I came here to do. And whatever he tells me is what people need in this time. I am not here to repeat history. If I were, there would be no point in me doing this. One thing I was told in this last week that he never ever said to me, and I kept saying, what do I do? Remember that? I'd ask you guys, what do you guys think I do? And we'd write all these things. What should we name the radio show? Because I'm looking. I'm the first person to ask for advice. And I'm the first person to tell you I don't know everything. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. But I know a lot that Christ tells me. But he said to me, 
than my job. At this time in our history, think of all the divisions, all the countries that want to take over the world, all the countries that want to be stronger than the other and the fight for it, and we're watching it, and we give permission for this country to go in that country and attack. We put up a wall for these people who are doing all this garbage, garbage thoughts, garbage arguments, that anything that we do that divides us is not from God. And we're all watching it because the ball's already rolling down the hill. Does it mean that we won't catch that ball? No, we'll catch it. But we're here to learn that that ball can roll down that hill. So it's not like when people say this is like hell and they want to create labels. Just trust. But what he said to me, was that I am here to present a non-religious God. Think about that. God fits into everybody's religion, everybody I've talked to. I just had lunch this past week with an Orthodox religious Jewish couple, and we loved each other, literally. I love that couple. They are two of the most beautiful people I've ever met. And I'm Palestinian, although I wasn't born in Palestine, they weren't born in Israel. But who we are on earth tells us we need to oppose each other. We need to not like each other before we even know each other. But I never thought that going in. I was kind of excited. I did tell myself, you know, that little self-talk on my way there, I will not speak about politics. I don't want to talk about politics. But it's only because I don't like politics. I'm aware of politics. I'm aware of what's going on. I get that part, but I don't like it. I don't like it. And I don't like it because people feel that under the political umbrella, they can call each other names. They can hurt each other. They can be mean. And the same thing happens with religion. Oh, those people. Well, they do that, whatever that is. But there was a reason why I was born Muslim. Because there's a lot of hating on Muslim people. But then if you talk to someone black, they tell you the same thing. And if you talk to somebody who is maybe not um, a popular form of religion, you're going to hear the same thing. So I don't stop and say, oh, the poor Muslim people. I say, wow, look at what we do. So seeing Christ doesn't make me a a parrot or parakeet, whatever, the person who just says to be believed. 
But I am going to tell you about a very interesting phenomenon that has happened to me over the last 17, almost 18 years now. And that is no matter who I've spoken to, without even realizing it. Because truth, love, and purity is common in every background's teachings at some level. And maybe not in the same words I'm using, but it's being taught because there isn't a person yet to this day who hasn't said to me, oh, that's in the Torah. Oh, that's in the Bible. Oh, that's in the Quran. Oh, that's what we're doing if they're an offshoot somewhere. That's what we believe. All the way down to an atheist. They go, but that's what we believe. Why do we have to attach a God to it? And I remember loving running into someone who was an atheist for two reasons. One, they hide it for the most part, or they throw it at you. They, like, flaunt it. There was no in-between atheists that I'd met. They'd like it was a secret, and they didn't want to tell anybody, and they lived in a family that went to church at times, but they didn't want to express. But what did Christ tell me about atheists? But it's not that they don't believe in God. They just haven't found him yet. That's all. They know that there's something there, but they don't want to call it God because of the baggage. And I'm like, oh, that baggage story. The good old ball and chain. What they were really saying was, I don't feel comfortable with how this is organized. I don't feel comfortable with how it's presented. I don't want to feel guilty for every darn thing I've done. They use more strong language than that. And I say, but that's not from God. Fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt are not from God, are they? Can't even say that enough. So if anything that comes at you, because now we're talking about a non-religious God, which I never even had that term until just a couple days ago, because now I need that term. All the knowledge I have learned is real-time, usable knowledge that we need as people for this time in our history. Because without a certain sense of organization, we have nothing right now to hold on to. In Spain, because of the lack of presence in churches, and you know, if any of you have been in Europe, how many churches there are. I got churched out in Italy. I saw so many churches, and yet the last one I went to was the last one I wanted to be in. I didn't go after that. I didn't even go to the Vatican after that because I, I took a cooking class. 
I couldn't go into another church and wait in another line after two weeks of it. But St. Michael's in Urbino was the only one that I felt a connection in. And it was in a cave under our ground. We had to go down so many stairs to get there. And then I'm in there going, what the heck? And there was a service going on in there. And it changed my brain. I felt like I was standing there. It was so beautiful. And I was. But in Spain, a lot of churches have been converted into apartment buildings because they remain vacant for so long. So the younger people are not connecting. That's why Christ said to me, start with the young. I'm not going to take somebody who's not searching and happy where they're at, and it's working for them. When I ask God about religion, when I ask Christ about religion, he just said, whatever brings you closer to God is what you should do. And my generation has been taught a certain way. If it works, it works for you. There is no right or wrong when it comes to God. There's only love and connection. And on that note, have a great weekend. Thank you for your question. I will see you guys on Monday. Have a great last weekend of 2019. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.